What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Good Wolf Project. I'm your host, Jerry Scarlato, and today we're going to talk about beating your delusional control. What do I mean by beating your delusional control? The average person in society today has the illusion that they're in control of their life. They believe that they're in control of their, of their life. They think that they're in control of their life. However, as we're about to find out, there are so many things that we are not currently in control of that we can be in control of, or at least in better control of, if we choose to be, if we choose to do a certain number of things. But the way that things are now, we are delusional about our control. We think that we have more, more control over certain things that we have little or no control over, whereas on the other side of it, there are a number of things that we have control over that we think that we don't have control over. We think that they have control of us or that there's just nothing we can do about it. So it's important to understand the things that we can control and the things that we can't control, which we're going to get into here in a little bit. But first, I want to talk about how we, are, we have less control over our lives now than we have in many, many years decades. And if you're in America or westernized society, for that matter, for potentially centuries. So we are taxed at a higher rate than ever. We are taxed at a higher rate than ever. We are medicated at a higher rate than ever, than ever. And that's not going down anytime soon. And again, if you're in America or westernized society, we are suppressed more than ever. How, what does that have to do with being in control? Because again, in your mind, you're like, well, what do I do about taxes? And what do I do about medication? And what do I do about being suppressed? Or maybe you don't even think of it in those terms. Maybe you don't think about taxes and how that's controlling and how that keeps a hold of a part of your life. If you look at how much we are taxed as a society, again, in America, people think about just federal tax or income tax, but it's not just that. There's taxes on services. There's taxes on goods. There's taxes on products. There's taxes when you buy a car. There's taxes when you buy a house. Think about everything that you do just about when you exchange money you pay tax. That is not something that is, you are dependent. You are a slave whenever you are giving as much, if not more, to somebody else of your money that you've earned. That's not you being in control. Medication. Medication has taken over our lives. Healthcare has taken over our lives and healthcare is busy telling us that we don't, we aren't able to dictate our own health. Though, so let them dictate our health for us. Let them take control of our health. Let them give us the things that we need. Let them guide the things that we need to do. And then when you think about being suppressed, which again, maybe a lot of people don't think of it in these terms, but it doesn't matter if you're black, white, purple, yellow, gray, or anywhere in between, everybody 
in a westernized society is more suppressed now than recent history. Black people are told that they're not good enough to figure out how to make themselves better. So let us help you and let us do everything for you. That's what black societies are told. You're not good enough to figure it out. So let us figure it out for you. Let us guide you since you can't do it, since you can't take control of your own life. White people are told that it's your fault that all the black people and color people, other color people, are having issues. It's your fault, and you need to pay that back. Women are told that it's not okay to be feminine. Feminine. It's not okay to look good, and it's not okay to be proud of yourself. And men are being told that it's not okay to be masculine. So we're all being told at some level that we're not good enough or that we can't do what we want to do or that we don't have the capabilities so let somebody else take care of us. Let somebody else grab our hand and hold our hand and walk us down. Let somebody else bring us forward instead of us taking control of ourselves and us moving ourselves forward. Because there are so many things that we can do within each one of those categories that can bring out more control, that can give us a life that is actually built on freedom instead of a life that is built on perceived freedom and perceived control. Now, again, there are plenty of things that we can and can't control. And people believe that we have control over certain things, which we don't have control over, and that we don't have control over other things, which we do have control over. We actually flip-flop the ideas, which is ironic. So the things that we do have control over, there's four areas called the areas of influence. Your areas of influence are the things that you do, you say, you think, and you feel. Do, say, think, feel. Got it? The things that you do, you have control over. The things that you say that come out of your mouth, you have control over. The things that go through your mind, the things that you think about, the things that you believe, you have control over. And then the things that you feel, you have control over. Now, again, most of us feel like we don't, we're not able to control those things. Even though those, that's what builds a life, that's what builds a dream, that's what builds toward a goal and toward success, we believe that those are the things that we have least control over. Well, I can't control myself. I love sugar. I'm addicted to it. Well, I can't control what I think because it just goes into my mind. Well, I can't control what I do because my boss told me that I have to do it. So we attach our actions and our feelings and everything to all these external things. And when we do that, we feel like we don't have any control. And yet we think we have control over other things such as outcomes. Outcomes is a good example. Whenever we start down a journey, for instance, if your goal is to lose 50 pounds, it's a valiant goal. It's great. You should do it. You think that you could control whether or not you get there, meaning you think that you dictate when you get there, but you don't. There's one thing that dictates that. What you do, what you say, what you think, and what you feel, the actions that you take, those, that's what you control. You don't control getting, like actually 
whether or not you achieve that 50 pounds. Because there's a chance that you may not. Even if you do all the right things, even if you do the right things, say the right things, think the right things, and feel, quote unquote, the right things, the things that are necessary to move you forward, there's a chance you may not get to that 50 pounds. There's a chance you may not get there. But you do have control over these things over here. And if you don't get there, you have control over whether what you think about it and what you feel about it. You have control over that. But we think that we don't. We think instead that, well, I didn't reach it, so I'm a failure. And that's what I am. And I feel bad about being a failure. And that's going to dictate how you go about doing other things in your life as well. So we have this delusion about what we control. And we have this delusion about what we don't control, what, what's, what we can actually control, but what we think that we can't, what we think that we can't. And there's one major reason why we think we can't control what we can control. It's one very simple idea that scares a lot of people because this idea is running rampant in society right now. In society, there are so many people that are not taking responsibility for their actions. There are so many people that are not taking responsibility for the things that they say, the things that they think, the things that they feel. They're not taking responsibility for them, and they're blaming everything and everybody else. That's people, general population people, and that's people who are running the country, people who are running the country pointing at everybody else instead of looking at themselves and taking responsibility for their actions, for the things that they've done, for the actions that they've done to, to cause an outcome to happen, the things that they've said. And when a general population sees leaders who are supposed to be quote-unquote leaders not taking responsibility, then those people, the general population goes, why the hell should I take responsibility? Why is that something that I need to do? Why is that something that I need to hold myself to? Why do I need to hold myself accountable if no one else is holding themselves accountable? And that's the wrong way to look at it. Because everybody, when everybody thinks that way, then society goes like this, plummets. But when you realize that you have control over what you do, say, think, and feel, that you have control over whether or not you look at somebody who's supposed to be leading and you go, you know, I think that's bullshit. And I think that we can do better than that. And I know that it's going to start with me. That's when change actually starts to happen, not only in you, but in society. In, in the world. Yes, you simply making a choice to take responsibility for your own actions affects the community of the world and the way and the wave of which the community of the world is moving. Yes, believe it or not, that is the case. So when you start to take responsibility for your own actions, here's how that happens. When you start to take responsibility for your own actions, people notice. Your neighbor notices, your family notices, your kids notice, your friends notice. And there's a chance that they go, hmm, 
that's interesting. I'm seeing how Sally's life is changing because she's doing things different. She's changing the way that she lives her life. She's exercising more. She's eating better. She's taking more action in her career and in her family. I see that. I wonder if I could do that myself. And then they think, well, maybe I can take responsibility for myself. And I can actually start moving forward. And I can start making a change. And that's the idea that we don't see. That it becomes a ripple effect when you decide to take responsibility. When you look at yourself and you go, you know, you're right. Even though society is not on the path that I believe maybe we should be on or we're not as strong as we used to be, I'm also part of society and there's something that I can do about that. I can take responsibility for me and I can take responsibility for my areas of influence and I can start to do the things that are necessary. I can start to take action on the things that are necessary. That's the do part. Do. Take action on the things that are necessary. That means in your health, starting to exercise, starting to eat better, and taking control of what you put in your mouth. That's how you start to unleash the control of, say, medications. The reason that medications control us, going back to the beginning of this, and healthcare is currently controlling us, because when you're sick and you're unhealthy, they dictate what you do. You're not dictating at that point because they say you're going to go on this medication. You're going to go on that medication. You're going to have this surgery. You're going to have that surgery. You're going to go over to this specialist and then you're going to go to that specialist and then you're going to go to therapy and then you're going to go sit at home. They tell you what to do when you're sick and unhealthy. You are dependent on them. You don't have control. You're dependent on them. But when you start to take your actions into, into control and you start to take your health in, in control, what you do about your health, that's where that cascade starts to change. That's where your dependence on medication and on healthcare, that starts to change. As you start to eat better, as you start to exercise more, as you start to sleep better, as you start to do the things that are necessary, you potentially... And there's a very high likelihood of this happening. You potentially can start to come off of medications. You potentially don't have to go to the doctor as much. You potentially don't have to worry about all the surgeries and whatnot. Because you have yourself under control. You have your actions under control. What you say. What you say is a big one. When it comes to, for instance, um, when you see something that you don't agree with, what, what do most people do? They turn and walk away. Well, that's, that's not for me to say anything about it. That's none of my business. But if you see something that you don't agree with, and everybody else also sees something they don't agree with, and they don't say anything about it, then that action will continue to, to, to propagate. That action will continue to spread. And if everyone just continues to not say anything, guess what? Actions that we don't agree with will continue to move outward. So unless you say something about it, unless you speak up, unless you say words that you go, I don't agree with what you're saying, which is okay. That's kind of the, one of the cruxes of being a human being is that we all think different things and believe different things. I don't believe in what you're saying. 
I believe what you're saying is wrong. And having a, a conversation about how potentially this other path is right. What you think. A lot of people don't think that they can, uh, they can control what they think. Now, there is a modicum of truth to you can't control the thoughts that pop into your head because there are automatic negative thoughts that pop into our heads, hundreds if not thousands a day. What you can control is what you do with them. If they pop into your head, do you continue to think about them is the question. If something pops into your head, here, here's a here's a maybe a little bit of a grotesque example, but I think parents can maybe <laughs> relate to this. I, I wonder if parents, and I've had parents talk to me about this. You're sitting there staring at your child, how much you love your child and how much you care about him. In this this image, just like just for a second, this thought pops into your head about something bad happening to him. Not that you want it to understand. But just like, oh man, what if something bad? And you just, just for a second, you start to think of you, that thought pops into your head. Something bad happening to him. The question is, what do you do with the thought? Like that's an automatic negative thought. That's normal. That you can't control. What you can control is what happens after the fact. You can control what happens once you've had the thought. Once it's popped into your head, do you grasp onto it? And do you hang on to it? As a parent, if you have that negative thought and you grasp onto it and you hang onto it tight, what are you going to start to do? Be overly protective of that child. Not let him do anything. Not let him get away from you. Not let him get out of your sight. I don't know how much they're going to really enjoy you if you're not letting them do and be themselves. However, if it pops into your head and you're like, oh man, that's kind of a scary thought, but you know, I think I'm doing the right thing. I think we're making good decisions. And as long as I stay on this path and I stay reasonably, you know, connected as a parent, that's, it's very unlikely that that's going to happen. So the question is, what do you do with the thought? Not whether or not it pops into your head. That's normal. That's fine. What do you do with it after the fact? And then the last thing, what you feel. What you feel, again, is tricky because on one end, you can't control that an emotion pops up whether or not it, it just rises in you. You can't totally control that. Sometimes you can. I'm sure you know how to make yourself angry if you want to. I'm sure you generally have an idea how to make yourself <clears throat> happy and full of energy if you want to. But sometimes you can't control it. You're just sitting there and just this, this feeling might pop up into you. But again, the question is, what do you do about it? What do you do once the emotion shows up? Once that feeling pops in, do you attach to it? Do you go, man, that's really a part of me. And that's, that doesn't feel good. And why am I feeling that way? And you start to dig into it and you start to feel worse and you start to feel bad. And half an hour later, all you've done is thought about this feeling that you've had for no reason. Or do you recognize that you had the feeling and then back off and you go, okay, huh, that was interesting. Wonder where that came from. No, can't think of anything. All right, we're moving forward. Because the truth of the matter is, feelings, sometimes they can guide you. Sometimes they're telling you that something's wrong. But most of the time, just kind of like automatic negative thoughts, they're just popping in and out. Motivation is a perfect example of that because so many people 
stop things. And so many dreams have died because of lack of quote unquote, lack of motivation. But motivation is not a feeling that you wait to happen to you. Motivation is something you create. It's something you develop into yourself. You do that by taking action. Like that's how you make motivation. If you wait for motivation, you're right. You won't do anything. You won't accomplish a damn thing in life. Nothing. Because motivation will come and go. It is a fleeting feeling. But if you learn and understand that you're the one that actually creates it by doing the things that you say you're going to do, then you actually, that's, that's the person that's going to make a difference. And that's how when you take control of those things, what you do, what you say, what you think, and what you feel, when you take control of those things, then you start to have more control over the other, the bigger areas of life. That's when you start to have more control over those things. Because you do have control over your actions. You do have control whether or not you stuff your face with potato chips, whether or not you drink eight Cokes a day, whether or not you exercise. Like You have control over all of that. But it's up for you to decide to do it. No one else is going to decide for you. No one else is going to hold your hand along the way. No one else is going to force you to do it. You have to decide for you. If you choose not to, be prepared to be dependent on the world. Be prepared to be dependent on medications, on the healthcare system, on the government, on potentially friends and family as you get older, dependent on them to take care of you. If that's the life you want, that's your choice. That is your choice. But realize you're making the choice. You're making that decision to, to rot as a human being, to let your soul rot, to let your body rot, to let your mental capacity rot. You're making that choice. It's not happening to you. It's not because of who you are. It's because you're making a choice to not do something about it. You're making a choice to not take action, to not think differently, to not speak up for yourself, to not, not attach to your feelings. So until you understand that, it's going to be a rough road. But you do have to start by taking responsibility. You have to start by saying, I I am accountable for myself. I'm accountable for my actions. I'm accountable for the things that I say and I think and I feel. And once you start to do that and you actually do something about it and you do it every single day, every single day, then that's when you'll recognize things are changing. That's when you go, hmm, this is what it feels like. This is what it feels like to be free, to have independence to be in control. This is what it feels like. Because you can do it. You can make it happen. But you got to take responsibility. So that's what I have. Make sure you get out there and you decide. You decide. Decide is such a good word. It comes from the old French word, decider, D-E-C-I-D-E-R, which literally means to cut off. When you decide, you are cutting off the options, the other options to you. You are cutting them off and you're saying, this is what I'm doing. I'm deciding to move forward. I'm deciding to take responsibility and I'm cutting off any other options. So go out and decide to do it. When you do that, you'll recognize your life changing. Until next time, I'm Jarius Carlotto signing out.